Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and almost Happy New Year. Welcome to this Christmas episode of Pastors of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, and we had an awesome Christmas. Seven masses, lots of people, and it was awesome. Uh, so I hope everyone's Christmas season is off to a great start. As you know, as we have said many times on the show, Christmas is not just a day. Christmas is a season. Now, Father Kerry is not here because he is a lazy bum. And <laughs> he, uh, over the Christmas break, you know, St. John Catholic Student Center kind of closes down. But he, he is working, just so you know. Um, he, he is working. He's out raising money, trying to build, trying to build a new building. If he were here, he this is where he would put, say, the website. At least that's what he uh, told us. At least that's what he told us, right? Yeah. Who knows? What so uh, go to buildingsaints.com, and this is also where he would sing a song of some sort that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And he's not in the room, and so we can talk about him. Is that is that church of his done yet? Uh, yeah, it's not done. It's yeah, not I'm done. like, dude, you it's, are you man, are a lazy hasn't it been bum. Like three weeks. Let's go. Um, but anyway, we have a very special guest, and his name is Kyle Dowd. Yes, hello. Kyle Dowd is a seminarian of the Diocese of Tulsa, and Kyle Dowd has a very interesting story, and you're going to hear that story on this podcast. Right now. Right here. Father O'Brien. Right now. Right now. Uh, this is going yeah. down. This is a bonus, not a bonus episode, but a Christmas episode where, I mean, obviously there's so many ways to go with Christmas. You could talk about Jesus being born. We could talk about the Incarnation. You could talk about uh, the year of St. Joseph that Pope Francis has recently declared. There's just so many ways to go with it. Uh, and we'll maybe we'll get into that like in later episodes as we celebrate the Christmas season. But Kyle is here and is staying with us over the Christmas break at the St. Joseph Priest Residence, also known as the Rectory. And he's been hanging out with me and with Father Kerry and with Father Robert Duck, mm-hmm. and has help, been helping out at Christmas masses and lecturing and uh, sang with the choir. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, boy. So, yeah. Okay, Kyle Dowd, uh, what, uh, what, what's, your, what's your story? How old are you? I am 25 years old. 25, okay. Yeah. And give us a little, uh, a little biography. What are you? What are you doing here uh, over over the Christmas break? I am, we'll start where we are now, and then yeah, we'll work backwards. I am taking a uh, a quick break from seminary studies, uh, just living with priests and uh, doing whatever needs get done around the parish, uh, just hanging out, meeting people and stuff, uh, eating all of your food at the rectory. We have a uh, lot of desserts, or at least I'm trying. Sweet, there's sassy. so much. Sweet, fancy Moses. There's so many. <laughs> Desserts, and then like yesterday, what showed up like a like a big thing of uh, oranges and grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, man, the people, yeah, the people are people are awesome, are good to us. Okay, so you're on break yes. from seminary. Yeah, and then you can like come home. Yeah, yeah, and visit yeah. people, and and so you're not you have you're not you don't have any you're not in class. Right, at this moment, everyone yes. needs a break. Glorious freedom. Yeah. Amen to that. And then you're and then you're not with your family at this moment because mm. your family lives in They live all the way down in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, right. At the moment. So there's so. so there's no you have like aunt and uncle in Tulsa. Yeah. No so I grew but your up immediate in, family. Yeah. I grew up in Enid originally. Tell us about Enid. Yeah. I bet we have some listeners in Enid. I bet we do. 
Um, I have and, no idea. You know, I, if we do, you'll get out soon. Don't don't worry. Keep keep trucking. Uh, what? No. What's wrong with Enid? <laughs> uh, no, it's, I've never really been there. It's a nice I mean, place. Just it's just through. you know, it's it's kind of like the rest of uh, the rest of the western half of Oklahoma. Just pretty pretty flat. Yeah. Uh, landscape wise, but great people out there. Um, you were born in Enid. I was born, yeah, kind of born in Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force um, All right. when I was growing up. So for the first three or four years of my life, we were kind of moving around. He was stationed at Tinker. Nice. Um, and then he got stationed at Vance, and we stayed there for a good long while. I uh, got in the reserves, instructor pilot. So out of Vance, Vance Air Force Base is in Enid. Vance is in Enid. Got it. Correct. Um, and so I was out there, grew up, and then I went to school in Tulsa. Um, so that's kind of my Tulsa connection. Where did you go to high school? This is interesting. Mm, I went to Oklahoma Bible Academy. Tell us about Enid, OBA. Uh, OBA. Small school, right? Yeah. Uh, I think when I was there, total number of students was like maybe 250. Okay. That, yeah, that's you pretty know, small. Middle and high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a good place. Learned a lot. Um, had a had a really good, like, uh yeah, just a good like academic situation there. Yeah. Um, Probably learned the Bible since yeah, it's in like the four, name of the school. Yeah, four years of Bible classes, literally, uh, which were yeah, all really great. You know, memorizing scripture, learning more about, um, you know, the Old and New Testaments and like what went into writing those. Uh, and then the last year was actually really good. It was um, kind of more of a what is like contemporary, what like what are the philosophies out there in the world? Kind of like a, a shotgun approach to what other like non-christians believe ah um kind of a christian approach what to are that. you going to encounter when you leave Enid? oba yeah uh, the whole entire world um wow. so there was like yeah yeah that's a good for them that's a good uh yeah it was a very it was kind outward of a new kind thing of outward time, approach yeah. but it was it was really good it actually prepared me a lot for um yeah just encountering what you find in college yeah. beliefs yeah okay so you are uh what we would say in the catholic uh, church we, you are a convert yes which means you are not so not some people catholic. some people use the phrase like i'm a i'm a cradle catholic mm-hmm. and what they mean it's not an official term but you're not going to find that in the catechism but what people mean by that is i was like born into a catholic family baptized right. catholic as a baby mm-hmm. and then there's other people who are who we would say are are converts. They they right. were not Catholic, and then they became Catholic, mm-hmm. and that's you. Adult life. What did you point. grow up as? I grew up kind of um, generally on the Baptist side of the Protestant tree, as uh, how I like to say it. Um, so I grew up. I was baptized in a Baptist church, and then for a little while we went to a Mennonite Brethren church. For real? Yeah. For wow. real. It's the it's the uh, the electricity using. Mennonites, uh, so we weren't quite that crazy, but ah, okay, um, wow. And then uh, when I was in college, I started going to a Presbyterian church, so kind of <laughs> jumped up the tree a little bit back to so Baptist. How old were you when you were baptized? I was seven years old. Seven, six or seven years old. And that yeah. was like you made that choice, like yeah. you said, I would yeah, like to. I be. remember, I remember like going to a summer camp at some point and kind of hearing similar things to what I've been hearing my whole life about you know Jesus dying on the cross for my sins and. God the Father loving me, you know, John 3.16. It's all true. Yeah, very basic catechism. Um, but for some reason, when I was seven years old, it all kind of clicked, and I realized, like, oh, I have, like, some concept of sin now, At you know, at seven years old, whatever that would have been. <coughs> You're a miserable sinner. Yeah, horrible, horrible. Um, and uh, no, I just, like, encountered God's love and knew it was true, and I was like, I want to be baptized. Nice. Um, so, yeah. 
Were you baptized in a like in a church? Or? I was. Yeah, I was baptized on a Sunday. My dad actually baptized <coughs> me. Um, really? Yeah, which is a really cool. Yeah, that's just cool thinking back wow. as a Catholic, like thinking about that. Wow. Okay. Very unique experience. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then, so you graduate high school, mm-hmm. and then you came. Come you to crossed TU, over crossed from over to the, the diocesan land. the diocesan line from Enid to good old Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And well, so you went where? I went to the University of Tulsa. Okay. Golden Hurricanes. The Go Hurricanes. Yeah. Low Canes. Um, and yeah. you came. Why did you go to TU? Um, it was kind of a, a fluke, really. Just like it worked out financially uh, with different scholarships and stuff, and we knew it was a you know the best one of the best schools in uh, you know the area. Sure, so for sure. We went for that. Um, and yeah, I went there to study English um, and communications. And um, I really think actually that like God put me there to become Catholic. If I actually think wow, about it. okay, just because like um, of, the Lord working in mysterious yeah, ways, just, like the perfect like the Newman Center there was just in a great spot at the time. Father Carey, um, not with us at the moment, but uh, he was with us of then. blessed memory. Yeah, of blessed. So memory. Father Carey, because we've <laughs> talked about this on the show, like so before Father Carey moved here to Penn County, he was the. Yeah, chaplain yeah. at the University of Tulsa. St. Philip Neri Newman Center mm-hmm. at the University of Tulsa. So you rolled in as a freshman. When is that? When was that? What was your, oh, your when did you graduate year. high school? Oh, I graduated high school 2013. Okay, so you graduated 2013. So many years ago. You you're so old. You <laughs> so then Venerable you so you father. came the fall of 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Father Carey. Yeah. Yeah, right he would have been there. Yeah, right during his heyday, his golden age there. What was he like at the University of Tulsa when he oh, in his man. younger years? He grew so much over that time. <laughs> he has he, more gray hair. We now. helped him so much. Yeah, um, we got him closer to heaven for sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Um, no, yeah, it was great. He had a good. Uh, I think he had a good impact on the community there, because um, like that, honestly seeing the community life of the Catholics there was what made me want to become Catholic. Initially. Wow. What was it? I mean, what did you see? What did you yeah. see? So I saw, um, I mean, I would come to the Newman center more my sophomore year, um, for just like bigger events. So like the Thanksgiving shindig, they call it there. Um, <laughs> so like freshman year of college, stuff. you went to the, like you were, at, you went to the Presbyterian church. Yeah. I went to the Presbyterian group. Okay. Uh, I sang in a church, Presbyterian church as like a kind of Sunday choir gig. Um, yeah, on Sundays, um, and yeah, just kind of bounced around different ministries and stuff. I may have gone to the Newman Center maybe once or twice while I was there for free food. Um, but I started going there, there is more, free food. more regularly, um, for other events that sophomore year. Um, and I, yeah, I just remembered like seeing all of these people who otherwise didn't really know each other, um, and didn't have any you know, association other than this campus ministry who were, who genuinely loved each other. And there was a Yeah, because they're from joy. all over the country. I mean, TU students, yeah. yeah. I mean, like OSU is, yeah, people all over the world. Big school, yeah. Come to TU for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Who, did someone invite you? Like you? Yeah. So I was, I was in a fraternity at the time, uh, the music fraternity on campus. And What's that called? Phi Mu Alpha. Um, okay. Yeah. Does OSU have one of those? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe they do. Is it the band fraternity? It is kind of a general, just like anybody who likes music Ah. and is male can join that fraternity. Okay. Uh, It's pretty great. It was actually, um, there were a lot of good, like, Christian guys in that 
group. They had just gone through like a really great resurgence of like values and stuff at the time. So yeah. I joined a lot of good stuff then. Um, but one of my best friends in that was becoming Catholic. Um, What's his sophomore name? Sophomore year. His name is Jeremiah Neely. He uh, is a great guy. Um, Shout out Jeremiah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, Wherever he's good you friends are. with Father Kerry, so he might be listening to this. Okay. Um, yeah, so he became Catholic, uh, and I was kind of weirded out by that. I thought, like, well, aren't they just, like— Catholics are weird. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I grew Why up thinking, do that? like, Catholics were just, you know, Christians. So you wouldn't, like, growing up as, like, a Baptist, if I was going to start going to a Presbyterian church, I wouldn't say, like, I'm converting to Presbyterianism. There's not a say, process yeah. to becoming— Yeah. Yeah, there's—I mean, maybe, maybe in some of them, but most of them— you know, so to hear him say, like, I'm converting to Catholicism, I thought, like, what? what? That makes it sound like ah, a cult. What yeah, are you doing? You know, um, <laughs> isn't it just like, aren't they just regular Christians? And he'd say, well, I mean, they are Christians, but like, it's a little, it's a little bit more than that. Um, so that kind of like piqued my interest into the Catholic thing. Mm. Yeah. And then, okay, so you. So that threw him, I started into hanging the out Center, with you Catholics said. a bit more. Yeah. Saw the community there and was like, Jesus is present in this community that in a more dramatic and visible way than he's been in any of the any of the churches I've ever been in. Wow. Um, and I've never been in like a bad church, you know. Sure. Um, and I knew that at the time. So I was, I was observing this community life, this love that the people had for each other, uh, which is very much like St. Paul. You know, they'll know you're Christians by our love. Yeah. Um, kind of that Acts, Acts chapter two, you know, yeah. the, the the breaking of the bread and mm-hmm. the and the and the works and mm-hmm. and the scriptures and yeah, yeah. So I remember like that that kind of like initially piqued my interest, but then also seeing how they lived their moral life, uh, that they were they were striving to be good people in like a Christian sense, and they were also enjoying it. Because I kind of had this association in my mind of, like, being a good person and being a good Christian means that you're, like, kind of miserable, you know? Like yeah, just to follow to follow the moral law is to be, yeah. is Kind of grumpy. It, yes. And sad, yeah. You know? And there's, just, not, there's not joy in following the commandments. Right. Wrapped up in how inadequate you are about it. You yeah. Know, and stuff, which they were, like, I mean, they I think they recognized that. There was definitely some humility uh, in how they were, uh, you know, they weren't. They weren't saying that they were perfect or anything, but they were genuinely trying to just be, striving. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so, that's so attractive. Uh, I mean, I think in our yeah, in the life of of Christians, mm-hmm. when you see someone just really striving for holiness, and you see and you know and, and if you especially if you get to know them, like you see them fall short, you see them, you know, at times kind of saying one thing and doing another. But there's this kind of yeah, there's this humility yeah. that like oh. But I really want it. You know, I want to be like Jesus. I right. want to follow him closely. That was, and that was actually what struck me the most about Jeremiah's conversion, uh, among you know many other things. But just seeing the change that happened in him from freshman year to sophomore year, like within uh, you know over one summer, how much how much more humble he had become uh, in accepting oh. criticism and accepting. Yep. You know, it was just a great moment of like personal growth. And seeing that, I thought like I, I want that in my life. You know, in different areas. Oh. Um, I want like that kind of dynamic, you know, like just explosive conversion um, in other, you know, in other moral areas of my life. Um, so there's like over that whole academic year, my sophomore year, there's just this growing desire for not necessarily like I don't think I would have put it in terms of I want to become Catholic, you know, but there was a desire to live the kind of life they were living. 
I want what they have. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And then, so then junior year mm-hmm. rolls up. And right. You, what so happens? like at the, actually at the end of sophomore year, um, I had a very, <coughs> um, very dramatic prayer experience and encounter with God's love. Um, where basically he like, and this was something I had no context for in my life prior to this, but I I heard the voice of God like speaking to me in prayer, um, and essentially the conversation uh, from his end, from God's end, he said to me like, do you like do you realize that? Um, he put it in the terms of like sin is your responsibility. Like you you actually are doing this, not just you know. I grew up thinking like sin is just a part of my nature, so I can't control it. You know. Anywhere it's inevitable. Can, yeah, anywhere I control having, you know, two arms, let's say. Huh. Um, but God was like, no, wow. actually sin, like... Is optional. Sin is optional. <laughs> so is virtue. Um, uh, yeah, kind of the virtue hidden, is a choice. Yeah, kind of the made, hidden yeah. premise in that was like, you know, sin is sin is um, this, but also virtue is like your choice. Um, and he basically gave me the choice to be virtuous, to be holy, uh, to start trying to be holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took that um, and fell in love with God, honestly, at that moment. Like, I remember walking out of my apartment after that and just looking around and being like, wow, this, like, it's spring and everything's beautiful. And, like, I see people differently now. Wow. Um, like, I see them and I actually That's very scriptural. Kind of the, you know, the scales fall yeah. from, your, from the eyes and you and you see things differently i was yeah. blind and now i now see, I see. Yeah. yeah um so immediately after that i started talking to the catholics about it because i knew you know um like they would understand yeah i was like you people are crazy <laughs> like you you live like this is normal uh, i remember it. actually i talked to my buddy um my buddy sam who's also in our fraternity he, he was born and raised catholic you know a cradle catholic as you said mm-hmm. um from st louis and so I, I talked to him one night about that and he said yeah, that uh, now that sounds like prayer. I'm like, are, is that is that a normal thing for you? He's like, wow. well, no, but like, you know, it 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 happens. Um, I was like, that's so weird. Like, I've never nobody ever when I was growing up talked about like prayer being like something where God could actually st- like talk back to you. You know, I, at least I don't remember huh. hearing that. Um, so um, yeah, so I kept talking with them, and then about a month later, uh, so this is in the summer. Um, I went on a retreat uh, called Tech Together Encounter oh, Christ. Yeah. Some places known as Teens Encounter Christ. Yep. We did it as a kind of young adult thing in the diocese for a while. Um, and so I went to that, uh, and it was at Catholic Charities in Tulsa, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and one of the one of the parts of this retreat was a talk about the Eucharist which was kind of the one Catholic doctrine that was really, really weird to me at the time. Like, I like you, but not not that much. It was like everything else made sense on like a human level, but then the Eucharist was like the more that people explained it to me, the more I thought that Catholics were like, you know, a weird cult or something. Yeah. Like this is is weird, but... And that's not uncommon. I mean, I think a lot of people who, yeah, who didn't grow up with uh, kind of, yeah, the doctrine of the Eucharist, it's... it's, uh, it kind of out it there. Can, yeah, it can come across as, as strange at first. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went into this talk, or yeah, I went into this talk thinking like the Eucharist is kind of the most cultish thing that Catholics believe. And I walked out of it thinking, wow, wow that actually kind of makes sense. Because they explain kind of like a little bit of the philosophy behind like transubstantiation and these big words that I had no, like I 
you know, now studying philosophy in seminary, I understand that. But now I'm like, you know, at the time had no idea. So anyway, they kind of explained it. And then they did the right thing, which is just to put me, put us in adoration afterwards. So I just sat there with the ah. Eucharist and had another conversation with Jesus. Uh, and by the end of that conversation... What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> more like, Jesus, I don't believe you're in there, um, but these people do, and they're not crazy, so help me out with this, right? Huh. Um, and yeah, by I the end that. of I love that. Just a very sincere... I think that's where we... we uh, I think sometimes we can kind of over... over I mean, prayer, or Yeah, prayer ought to... Prayer... Formal prayer has its has its place, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes we over. You know, here there you are. You're a college kid. You're just sitting there, and you're like, Lord, what is your deal? <laughs> like, what you know? Yeah. What do you? And I think that kind of like real dialogue, mm-hmm. like we we sometimes miss. Yeah. Or we think I can't talk to the Lord like that. Right. Sort of informally because. He's God and I'm not. And mm-hmm. but yeah, you were just like, yeah. What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? It's like Jesus became man, so I'm like, Who I'm, I'm going <laughs> to talk to him like one man to another man, like, ah. you know, just work things out. Yeah. With him. Um, and yeah, by the end of that hour of adoration, I like again, like you were talking about, like scales from the eyes moment of realizing, like, you know, there was no, no like Eucharistic miracle happened or anything, but. I looked at the altar and I'm like, wow, that's the man that I've been praying to my whole life. Yeah. That's that's the God that like has saved me so many times wow. on the altar and he wants me to eat him. I want to become Catholic. And it was just like instant, Boom. an instant change of like. So then I what? What do you do? Went and talked to Father Carey um, probably the next week or so at the Newman Center. Um, I was like, I would like to become Catholic. Like what time of year is this? This is in the summer. Uh, like oh, okay. In June, May, late May, early June, something like <clears> that. <throat> so um, we, yeah, just started that conversation. And then I was hanging around in Tulsa for that summer. So I just kept going to Mass, um, kept um, going to confession. and what, Well, I guess not at the time. I wouldn't have been going to confession yet. But um, just kept in contact with him, with other Catholics uh, from school. Um, then over that whole next semester, went to RCIA. Um, I was actually confirmed in December because I was studying uh, studying abroad in the spring. Oh, okay, yeah, we so had to I move the timeline up. Accelerated a bit. accelerated yeah. things a little bit, uh, and I yeah got confirmed on uh, December thirteenth of twenty fifteen, which was wow. uh, Gaudete Sunday. You know, oh yeah, the, the pink the or, third uh, yeah the third me, Rose Sunday, Sunday the third Sunday of Advent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've been here ever since. Wow. All right, so that was what year? 2000? 2015, so, so five years ago. Wow. Yeah. So then a lot has happened. Oh, I mean, yeah. like you, so then you went, Kinda you went were not, all in. you came to college, not a Catholic. Mm-hmm. You left college as a Catholic and then like became like yeah. an Uber, an Uber Catholic. <laughs> I mean, you became, you yeah. left, right after college, right after TU, you became a focused missionary. Yeah. Which are if you're along if you're listening to the show a lot you know, okay we, we've you know had focus we've had focus are. missionaries on okay good yeah yeah, and so you got where'd you go you were as a focus missionary yeah. I went to Louisiana to Lake Charles Louisiana McNeese State University oh, yeah go down there in Cajun country Boy, you played them in football last year yeah yeah I'm sure that that uh, went real well for OSU <laughs> it did it did I think it was is kind of a shutout probably to seven or something yeah. like that yeah yeah. They're they're better at other things. But they were I'm nice sure. people. Yeah, I met we met some McNeese State guys McNeese that came State. who came from Mass. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So you at McNeese State? Yeah. Did a year there did as a, a year missionary, there, and then I went to Northwest Missouri State University. Oh. In Northwest Missouri, the state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good as well. 
Um, loved that. Loved both of those campuses. Um, and kind of throughout all of that, whenever I'd come back to Tulsa, I would uh, talk to Father Pratt, the vocations director, yeah. and the whole time just, at, you know, keeping up this conversation of um, what is, yeah, what is the priesthood? What does it look like to discern When priesthood? did priesthood, like, first <laughs> come on? So this is a fun How story. How long had you been a Catholic? I So I had been a Catholic for, okay, actually, I was not Catholic yet. So I, right after I talked to Father Carey the first time about becoming Catholic, so this is back in 2015, you know, late May, early June, I'm so glad he's not here so that I can tell this without him interrupting. He probably doesn't even listen to the show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So right after that first conversation, maybe like a week later, he texts me and says, there's a a retreat going on at the Newman Center uh, in a month. Uh, and it's free. It's a weekend retreat. You should go to it. You know, as a new Catholic, you know, not in RCA yet or anything, but you should go. And I said, okay, uh, send me the send me the link and details. Um, so I'm reading about this retreat, and you know, there's a bunch of all these weird Catholic words I've never heard of before. You know, like was it the adoration. life awareness retreat? <laughs> it, <laughs> it was. was. Yeah. So you had not even started RCIA. Yeah. And we're inviting you I to a discernment retreat. I, Father, I didn't even know. We are. I wow. That's know, a little out of order. I didn't even know the correct ordering of the letters for RCIA yet. And I walk in and there's like nuns checking people in. There's this huge, there's this monk with a huge beard walking around. That is common. There's like this gaggle of seminarians kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. walking around talking about, you know, Jesus and stuff. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, Great. You know what's interesting though is I went to seminary with a number of guys who were who were converts to mm-hmm. Catholicism, and a number of them would tell their story like they felt called to the priesthood, like even or even kind of before or as they were mm-hmm. becoming Catholic. Yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, and, and everybody's you know everybody's story, different, everybody's yeah. journey is like a little different. Um, so anyway, I think it's not kind of uncommon. Yeah, and that's, I mean, growing up, I. I mean, definitely growing up, priesthood was. I can't even express how far off the radar Catholic priesthood was. For me had you ever up. met? A, have you had you ever met? Before? Like in Enid, did you ever run into no. any of the priests? No, I think Father Carey, you know, God bless him, was the first Catholic priest oh I ever gosh. met. So somehow I'm still here. He's um, the first priest. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other, right? Yeah. Oh my. But I, I mean, growing up, I definitely loved like the preaching aspect of the pastor. You sure. Know? I like. I remember. Uh, that was one of the ways in which I would engage the most in sermons growing up was like, you know, sitting there for 20 minutes and like listening to somebody preach on one verse. I would um, I would think a lot about like, OK, well, this is how he's saying it. But what else is in this go- in this passage, this gospel passage? Yeah. Like, how would I how would I say this? You know, what how would I teach what if he's I were saying? up there? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. So that's still really on my heart is like well, yeah, now you get to do something about it. Yeah. A seminarian, wow. I would love to, yeah. All right, so you became Catholic, you're focused missionary. Mm-hmm. You then, you're talking to the vocation director. Yeah. And then Kind of halfway through focus, um, I was still wrestling with, like, applying to seminary. Um, and the main thing that was kind of in my way um, was celibacy. Just thinking about, yeah. I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. And that's kind of what celibacy looks like you know, from an outside, not really a spiritual perspective. Uh, and I wanted to have like a good, you know, a big Catholic family. I think that was my, that still is kind of my big desire is to have a big Catholic family. Um, so I brought that to God at one point uh, on a retreat. And the answer that I like received for that, like kind of the 
the context for it was like, a priest is a father. And so as a priest, you're a father to literally everybody you meet. Yeah. So take that 10 kids that I was like desiring to have and then multiply it by literally everybody I meet. Yes. Yeah. Thousands Um, of people. Yeah. So God's kind of message to me was like, your desires are good, but like the desires that I have for you, like are those and more, you know, it's like an expansion of my, uh, expansion of my heart. So. Wow. All right, Kyle Dow, right. man. And so there's obviously obviously more to the story. So mm-hmm. you're in your second year of seminary, four and a half to go. Four and a half to go. Uh, and gosh, yeah. what, a, what a journey. Okay, so just interesting for everybody out there. So Kyle obviously didn't grow up Catholic, so doesn't have a like a home parish in the traditional sense. You know, my home parish is St. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, Friends of Jesus Catholic Church, Kingwood, Texas, where I grew up. Um, but then when I moved to Tulsa, like I, I kind of needed a parish. So like Christ the King in Tulsa kind of mm-hmm. adopted me. So we have adopted uh, Kyle. So when, if, if, when, when you get the new, the new seminarian poster, it's going to say Kyle Dowd, St. Francis Xavier in Stillwater as mm-hmm. like his home parish, um, which we are very blessed to, yeah. to have. And, I'm if, very, and the first, I'm very the first of many uh, vocations uh, from, uh, from our parish uh for the for the future. So anyway, that is the story of Kyle Dowd. Wow, I hope you found that mm. uh, interesting and inspiring. If you want to get a hold of him, you can email him. Uh, you can email me, I'll, and I'll forward him on to you. Yeah. But anyway, he's going to be around for a couple days, mm-hmm. and you'll see him uh, in and around Stillwater. This is the Pastors of Pain. We wish you a very Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next time. May God bless you.